It's the ones that they, they learn about two pieces of information in a sea of information that's almost endless. They, they grab onto those two pieces of information. They don't learn anything more or less. They turn up their emotions onto the highest, loudest scream you can possibly scream. They take these two pieces of information and they're willing to die because of these two pieces of information. Welcome back to the Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host in the original Uncloseted Conservative. Guys, we got an awesome show for you today. Probably not for the faint at heart, and really the show isn't really for you guys. Anyway, make sure that you send all of your hate mail to your mother-in-law, and you can send uh, you know, love notes and stuff like that to ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. Guys, you know, it's 2023. We are pushing the podcast hard, especially after my YouTube channel got axed. And I keep saying it because I'm still a little butthurt about it. And some of you are butthurt about me saying butthurt. And now all of the, it's like a catastrophizing butthurt cyclone. Uh, but anyway, Guys, we're promoting podcasts. It's the best place to get a hold of me because I can host it myself. So open up that podcast app on your phone. Search for The Joe Mobley Show and make sure you're subscribed. While you're there, rate and review the show. Five-star ratings only. Come on, don't be don't be that guy that leaves a three- or four-star rating. Uh, more than that, tell us something that you learn or liked or were exposed to in this interview with today's guest. Instead of just saying, oh, Joe, you're the best. You're awesome. Tell us something that you learned, something interesting, um, and you'll get entered in for a drawing to win this month's fan book. Guys, today's guest is the one and only horny, worthless, racist bastard looking for his next victim. Of course, I'm talking about Brandon Joe Williams. Brandon, what's going on, my man? <laughs> That was a great intro. Thank you very much. <laughs> of course. Hey, I would do this one, but you look like uh, we were talking in green room, but you look like a serial killer in this one. Hey, excellent. Uh, That's yeah, good. You know, which you is know, appropriate because you you've got a contract killer for. course yeah, on, on your side. So, for. yeah, all the I, girls I, like that one. So that's that's why it's the first one up there. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So I, I, I put it. that one up there. I was like, all the, all the girls like this one. This one's going up top. All right. So uh... this is why guys do anything. So in, in my early life, I was a professional trombonist. My liter my undergraduate degree is in music. And I just oh. told you, I, I get out. I do law enforcement, homeland security, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Why do I play trombone? This thing that I've done my whole life and, and shaped a huge part of my identity. Cause I was trying to get with the girl in middle school. Oh, and uh, that's why I chose band over. I, I quit orchestra. I went to band and uh, this, this young lady who I wanted to date was the band director's daughter. Actually, <laughs> uh, and the band director wanted nothing more than for me to play trombone. There were three trombones. Well, there were two and they went at me only because of my long arms, because the other two couldn't do all seven positions. I wanted to play something like the sax or the trumpet or something. Actually, I wanted to play her instrument and, you know, hey, I don't want to out her here. Now uh, we're talking my language. <laughs> that was that was my whole life, though. I have a degree in that. Like, like people know me as a trombonist because of that one that one ploy to get the girl. And I didn't. Amazing. I didn't. Oh, man. It's, it's amazing. Oh, anyway. It's absolutely amazing. Maybe she'll watch this and, and, and proclaim her love for you and. 
It'll all work well, out in the end. She's you know? SOL now because uh, I'm married with four kids. Oh, well, wow. there you go. So that doesn't really work out too well. So anyways, she she missed the boat then. You didn't miss the boat. She did. <laughs> yeah, way missed the boat. Um, actually, in all honesty, I think she's married to a woman now. So. Oh, wow. Uh, there you they're, go. Okay. They're just this is so there's no boats start. missed on either side. Bo both <laughs> boats were, you know, they're they're Everything's fine. Everybody's fine. <laughs> Uh, so I forgot to mention guys, the website again, episode might not be for the faint at heart. Uh, lots of, uh, lots of Christians in my audience, including myself. And I love you guys. And actually we could have a really good conversation about profanity. Uh, if you guys send me an email to ask at djmobileshow.com, but that serial killer website is one stupid Your ears do not deceive you. Just spell it out the way that you heard it. And uh, or you can just I, I know that you're lazy and people can't spell or read or write it or anything like that. So you actually just click it. The link is below in the show notes. Just click it with your finger. Totally well, if, if that's the case, if you have a lot of Christian audience, uh, it's actually very fascinating because I designed my entire brand to really kind of connect with most everybody. Right. On the on the level of whatever. Right. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I grew up as a as a Lutheran and then I I asked a lot of questions in Sunday school that didn't work out too well, uh, was kicked out basically. Right. And there's just a lot, like just questions after questions. I mean, just incessant questions, but I was actually curious, you know what I mean? But it was just too much and I got booted, which is okay. You know, fast forward many, many, many years later and, uh, you know, trust law and that kind of thing. And Bible verses, the, the, the Bible is the basis of trust law and trust law is the highest form of law and the basis of all other forms of law. So throughout my course and everything, Yes, I'm cursing and and all this crazy wild stuff that I do all the time, but uh, you know I do spread a a very interesting message that most Christians find fascinating, which is that the Word of God, when applied in law, uh, is the doorway to your freedom. I'm not a Christian. I'm not. Uh, so it's kind of a weird thing that people have never seen before, where you have this guy who is talking about the Word of God. And who is very strongly? Um, it's like Jordan Peterson. It's it's uh, sure. I don't really know a lot about Jordan Peterson, but he's, but it's he's basically... not a Christian either. It's like a philosophical application. That's how I came to. Uh, funny, I would have been that kid asking questions, but I came to the faith through philosophy and and logic sets and stuff. There and, you go. But other people, yeah. So like philosophy is my jam, and and I get it. People have faith experiences, and I've had one or two. But the thing for me is like the hyper consistency of truth, like actual. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And I'm all about offending people. I mean, it, it's practically <laughs> a sexual experience for me most of the time, but I just want to be clear that there is a lot of that infused. If that's what your, a lot of your audience is, I think that if they can look past some of the craziness, they will, they will oh, be yeah. very pleasantly surprised by what they find in my material, just to be clear. Well, here's the thing about the show and the audience is, um, I, yeah, it's hard not to be a monolith. You people, you know, cultures that cult of worship. What are what are we going to value as a society? You know, in the black community, it's frivolities, cars, clothes, shoes, like raining hundred dollar bills or whatever. And it's like, okay, whatever. Let's let's redirect some of this. Um, but I like to think that I, I like to think that my audience is fairly open-minded i know that there are those of you who are, aren't open-minded at all and I, I get your messages 
Um, and it's, it fascinates me that you listen. Oh, well, I, I appreciate you listening and sending me messages. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, a. that's it's why I always say like, why are you here? I don't understand. Like, I just laugh, you know? Yeah. It's an hour, no hold barred. Uh, and, and well, and then some members only, uh, but yeah, you know, don't hold anything back. Uh, all right. So that's in that vein, tell us about yourself and tell us about the state national theory, because I know a lot of people haven't even heard of it, which blows my mind. Like hit up YouTube, guys. Even uh, on anyway. your um, even in your back in the day when you were. Well, I'm actually I mean, to be honest, with you, this is the first time I've been on a show. I've been on like a million shows recently. This is the first time I've been on a show where I'm I'm almost more interested talking to you about your experiences being in the sheriff's office than I am about talking about myself, to be honest with you. Uh, did you. I don't want to redirect the show and we can always just stick with me. <laughs> but did you did you uh, experience a lot of what would be considered? And I hate this term and it ain't me. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, retard. Now. it's psychotic. Retards, OK, sovereign <laughs> citizens. OK, otherwise known as psychotic retards. OK, psychotic retards that may or may not be on the road to not being a psychotic retard. So that's fine. It's the ones that they, they learn about two pieces of information in a sea of information that's almost endless. They, they grab onto those two pieces of information. They don't learn anything more or less. They turn up their emotions onto the highest, loudest scream you can possibly scream. They take these two pieces of information and they're willing to die because of these two pieces of information and they're fucking retarded. Okay. Yeah. So did you experience a lot of that? Uh, so I'll I'll say I'll say broadly and my experience is like kind of weird and everyone's like you're definitely in the CIA. Um so I started out I was uh just what you said we were talking about in the green room. Uh jail deputy, courtroom, transport and uh whatever they call low risk warrant uh uh whatever Central Virginia calls uh what is that called? The other places call it warrant squad. That's not what they call it there. Um, so that's what I did for the 24 months there. Then I went military and then there's some more um, intelligence and law enforcement application. I, I got swept up in Homeland Security land world um, and ended up on the human trafficking task force. So wow. going from law enforcement to uh, I have the degree in music. I'm in the National Guard. I'm waiting for my active duty slot so I can be an army musician. So then I go and I'm an army musician, but then I uh, changed my life around. Uh, because he, domestic human trafficking, just as a reality, just kind of wrecked my life. Um, so to pour wow. into that, I, I end up on the Human Trafficking Task Force, and I'm, I'm doing that. And, and that's everything that it sounds like there in southwestern United States, Texarkana, uh, Human Trafficking Task Force. So um, not even a road deputy or a patrolman or whatever, they don't even experience a ton of it. The ones who do the most, I don't know why this is. You can watch live PD you can talk to your different law enforcement entities. The ones who hear these, who encounter these people the most are highway patrol, state troopers, state police, uh, yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, and, then, and then you're not like the common crimes, drugs, uh, uh, alcohol-related crimes, uh, but the most popular one being uh, domestic disturbance none of those crimes it's it's just your public disturbing the peace kind of call outs yeah uh where you need to not stop and frisk where you need to interview someone you just need to collect some information and that's where these yahoos 
enter yeah. into the law enforcement scene. Well, they're not, they're, they're not criminals generally, and they're, they're just angry about what they think they see and their perception of the country. And, yeah. and I do understand that. I do understand that they aren't drug dealers. They aren't psychotic pedophiles. Yeah. They aren't, they aren't any of these things. They're just really, really, really fucking angry to the point where if you are law enforcement, they are absolutely terrifying individuals. And, and, and I completely understand that. I really, well, some really, of the ways really that do. they reprogram their brains. What's that TV show? It's um where the guy, he, he makes a dwelling. He, he makes a, uh, he makes a door frame like at the front of his property and like the cops walk through that wooden door frame and he like shoots him in the head. It's uh oh it's a good oh it's um uh not Lone Star, Longmire, Longhorn. Um oh man, it was so popular. We don't have Netflix anymore. I have no idea, but I'll tell you right now, it's very, very simple. There's 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 Longmire. to uh, answer to answer the question of so if that's true, which is interesting, and it makes sense that you know highway patrolmen are the ones who 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 interact with these people the most. So because they'll so, they'll get in court. Like so when they're when they come to see me, you you can't tell the judge or the bodies that are we have the we have the legal rights to the body, the habeas corpus. You can't tell us that you don't recognize our authority in that. It's like okay, well I'm I'm sorry, dude. Whatever. It's 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 a it's. So, okay. So, so I'm going to clear this whole thing up for everybody and it's going to probably blow your mind and blow a lot of people's mind. Okay. So, so there's two bodies of, of activity, right? Commerce and non-commerce. Okay. Now the, you, you, the UCC, the uniform commercial code is about commerce, uniform commercial code, right? Now, the Department of Motor Vehicles, right, when you clear up the word, the term motor vehicle in the United States Code, it explicitly tells you that a motor vehicle, and it defines it as a carriage, that blah, blah, it's very detailed, and it says use explicitly for commercial purposes. And then below that, they have what does explicitly for commercial purposes mean, and they, they further redefine even that section, right? So what happens is, is that, when you and, and you can look all this up online, you don't even need my course to look up any of this information. You're not going to find it in quite the same terminology, but you will find all of the information very watered down. Like I hope no one finds out about any of this. Uh, but but yes, this is true. So when you purchase a a vehicle, okay, you get what's called a manufacturer's certificate of origin, otherwise known as an MCO. And it comes on bond paper. Okay. And you can look these things up online. You don't need my course. You don't need any of my information to look up what an MCO is. Okay. Now you can go on Ford's website. You can go on Chevy's website. You can go anywhere you want. Now what happens is when you're at the dealership and you purchase a vehicle and, uh, and, and, and they say, Oh, sir, would you like a license and registration for an extra $124? When you say yes and you pay $124, what they do is they take that little MCO and it's in like a little parcel, okay? And they take that MCO and they mail the MCO to the Department of Motor Vehicles, right? Now, what happens during that moment is, is the, the state takes over ownership of the vehicle, right? And they convert the vehicle from non-commerce to commerce use, right? And then they issue a certificate of title, Right 
Now, the word certificate in law means evidence that something exists someplace else. So your pink slip, which in California, it's actually pink, but in a lot of states, it's not pink. The pink slip that everyone has that they think shows that they have ownership of the vehicle. They do not have ownership of the vehicle. Whoever has the MCO is the actual owner of the vehicle. So what you're doing is you're when you when you transfer a certificate of title, what you're telling the state is you're saying, uh, you know, I no longer have uh, possession of this vehicle. Please transfer possession to this other location. Right. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is that the reason why you pay for registration is because now this is this is in law. This is like kind of psychotic, but this is how it's looked at in law. Right. You have gifted your vehicle to the state to to basically transfer the vehicle into a commerce only vehicle okay and you are requesting from the state the protections and structure of law and statute in exchange for paying them registration etc registration is you're renting a vehicle from the state so that you can drive the vehicle for commerce related purposes okay and that's why it's called the department of motor vehicles and that's why it's a driver's license the word driver means commerce the word traveler means non-commerce and i understand there's people on the internet these sovereign citizens they grab yeah. onto just one piece of information <laughs> and they fucking run and i get it yeah. i totally understand right now if you but they're don't also have, still operating within the system. They're yes, not. It's they're, very, they're very, a, very simple. I'm going to explain yeah. this to you. And it's so fucking simple. If you have the MCO, you own the vehicle. If you do not have the MCO and you have a certificate of title, or even worse, you don't even have that, and there's a lien holder, you do not Which own nice your people. vehicle. The state owns your vehicle. And I'm going to say that two times. It's so, 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 so fucking important. This is where all these sovereign citizens and people fuck up, right? If you have the manufacturer's certificate of origin, which looks like a birth certificate, it's kind of small. It's on bond paper. It has the VIN number. It has the weight of the vehicle. If you do not have the MCO, you do not own your, I don't care what you want to call it. You can call it an automobile. You can call it a motor vehicle. You can call it whatever the flying fuck you want. You can call it a, 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 a goofophilus. You can make up a word. You do not own that vehicle until you have full possession over the manufacturer's certificate of origin of that vehicle. That's, that's point number one, okay? Point number two. A driver's license is specifically and exclusively for commerce use on interstate freeways. When you hand an officer or a sheriff or a deputy or anybody a driver's license, in that moment, you are saying, I acknowledge and I agree and I openly and willingly admit that I am operating this automobile right now for commerce related purposes. That's what you're doing, right? So in order to be outside of the jurisdiction of, of an officer, a highway patrolman, or any sort of thing, you have to have two things. 
you have to have the MCO and you have to have a special type of passport. Okay. The passport allows you to, to operate an automobile outside of commerce. So you have two different identifications. Okay. You have the driver's license, which is specifically explicitly and only for commerce related activity. And you have the passport, which is for non-commerce personal traveling. Okay. When you, when you combine the MCO with the passport at that point in time, if there is no victim, there is no crime. You cannot be arrested. Now, can they just beat the fuck out of you and throw you in the cop car? Yes, of course. But at that point, you can get into commercial liens and lawsuits, and you can go after that officer's personal property, and you can do all sorts of crazy things, okay? But how many people do you know in any movement, whether it's the state national movement, whether it's the sovereign citizens, which is a completely different movement filled with psychotic retards that may or may not be headed in the right direction, I don't know, or any other movement, if they do not, and it just like pains me to say this, if they don't have the MCO and they haven't directly and openly communicated with the Department of Motor Vehicles to release interest in the vehicle, and they don't actually hold full and legal and lawful title of the automobile through an MCO, and they don't have their passport situation straightened out, and they're handing officers, when you hand an officer a certificate of title or a registration or a driver's license, you're fucked. You're completely and utterly fucked. They own you. They can take your shit. They can do whatever the flying fuck they want. And if you have only half, if you have only half and you give them just a passport, your body is now no longer in their jurisdiction, but your car is owned by the state. So they can take you out of the car, leave you on the side of the road because they can't touch you or do anything with you. And they can take your fucking car, take it away and crush it. So my point is, is that there's two elements of ownership. And, and, and people don't know any of this information. Nobody knows any of this information, okay? And if you, if you have the MCO and you give them a driver's license, you're, you're, you're fucked. If you have the passport, but you give them a registration, you're fucked. You're not fucked. The car is fucked, okay? <laughs> so, so the thing is, is that if you truly want to do this and someone really wants the 100% the, the, the combo package, which is where you can be pissed drunk, smoking crack and driving 160 miles an hour and get pulled over and nothing happens to you whatsoever. You have to have the full combination of the full passport, the correct passport. There's five types of passport that you can get. And you have to have the full MCO. You have to have all the paperwork straightened out. Ideally, when you purchase a vehicle from, from the dealership, you tell them, I'm going to be shipping this vehicle to... A foreign nation. I do not need license and registration. What I need is I need the original manufacturer certificate of origin. So rather than sending that to the DMV, like you would normally do in exchange for a certificate of title, mm -hmm. just give me the MCO. I'm going to handle the vehicle myself. I'm going to handle uh, titling and all that shit myself, which you're not ever going to do that. That's the secret. Now you don't drive around with an MCO because the MCO is so valuable. You don't drive around with that. It's an original document. So even when you have, so even when you get a birth certificate, when you're born as a, as a being, as a, as a human, you can get copies of your, of your, of your birth certificate. But what you don't realize is they're just certified copies. The MCO is the actual 
original document. It's not even like a certified copy. It's not a copy. It's not any of these things. It's the actual original document. You want that thing to be stored somewhere that's fireproof, uh, floodproof. You, you want that thing, and then you can photocopy it in, in color, print out a really, really good copy of it, and then you carry a copy of the MCO in your automobile. And you, you, these guys that freak out on these cops and stuff like that, there's nothing to freak out about. I hand, I don't have an MCO for my vehicle. I'm working on getting one. I, it's a little bit more complicated, right? So used cars and stuff like that, it's a, it's a complex mm-hmm. set of hoops that you have to jump through to get the MCO. And the DMV destroys the MCO after five to seven years. So you have to like write to them and get them to release interest in the vehicle. And it's this whole, I haven't really figured out exactly. I'm like kind of in the middle of figuring all that out. Right. But when you purchase a vehicle straight up and you pay cash, you can't, you can't get an MCO if you're going to finance a vehicle. You can only yeah. get an MCO if you pay cash and the entire vehicle is paid off in full. Uh, now, sometimes, sometimes the dealership, uh, will have already sent in the MCO because they wanted to get plates so that the people could drive the car around. Like for example, a test car or a show car, right? You have to find one that the MCO has not been sent into the DMV and that hasn't been sent in in exchange for plates and registration. You have to find one that's never really been on the road, or you can order one through a dealership straight from the manufacturer. And you just tell them I'm only buying this vehicle as long as I get the MCO at the vehicle and the MCO has never been sent to the department of motor vehicles. When you do that, you actually own the vehicle free and clear and, and, and technically in law, to be totally honest with you, police have absolutely zero jurisdiction. You can be going 200 miles an hour. Now, if you're going 200 miles an hour and you're weaving in and out of the lanes and you're causing other people to freak out and crash into each other, that would violate common law. Okay. So, so your rights at that point in time, when you have the MCO, you have the passport, it's all straightened out. Uh, your rights end where someone else's begins. Okay. And also if you say, and you operate outside of commerce, you can't actually fucking do commerce. So you wouldn't be able to take that car and go do Uber with it or go be a taxi with it or go transport goods or, or, or people in exchange for money. Okay. If you mix the two together, you're in trouble. Okay. So if you're going to have a non-commerce vehicle and you're going to have the MCO on the passport, that's it. You're not going to, you're, you're, you're never ever going to be able to do any commerce with that vehicle. I will say here, and this is where sovereign citizens mess up all the time. And a sovereign citizen is someone different than a state national for people following it's, us. It's it's someone who has learned a, a couple small pieces of information about what we're doing. But they haven't done the process. They There's haven't done the paperwork. They haven't process. done the process. They don't understand any of this information. They say, I do not consent. I do not consent while they're being dragged out of a car and beaten. And frankly, if I was a police officer and I was getting treated the way that some of these police officers get treated by some of these people, I would turn my fucking camera off and beat the flying fuck out of you and drag you out of your fucking car as well. I would do the exact same fucking thing. I, I would not do that. I would. I mean, if when you're, I will say I, I was lucky to have almost a hundred percent compliance. I very rarely had to put hands on people. Now, again, of course I've been stabbed a few times. I obviously put hands on those people. Um, and, and a couple of other, situations but i will i tell people this all the time former law enforcement former you know intelligence cool guy whatever 
you are going to lose on the side of the road or um, if it's an interdiction operation and you're getting swept up in drug trafficking, arms trafficking, people trafficking, whatever, you're going to lose that battle. Even if I, and I'm super with it. I love the constitution. It's right here. And I understand the federalists read the whole thing. I read it about probably once a year, if not every every 15 months or so. Like I get it, but out on the side of the road, you're going to be detained. Uh, out in the operational space or whatever, whatever we want to call it outside in the real world, you're, you're going to be detained. I tell people that all the time, every time I've gone into court, uh, against law enforcement, whether I was law enforcement or not, I always won. Do it in court. Do it. Oh, I I mean, I I remember the lawyer. I remember the one time it was a cop. My first ticket, I got pulled over by a cop on a bicycle. Now at the time, I'm in an organized street racing ring. This is terribly embarrassing in, in high school. Um, and the feds know about it because it was in, it was included in my polygraphs. Um, oh my but uh, and he rolls up. I'm driving my girlfriend's mom's RAV4. Not oh not cool. Um, she's a naval intelligence officer. And her her daughter, who I'm dating, has a different last name. The cop doesn't run any of this. He's he's doing really crappy police work. Number one wheels up. On the bicycle, when I say bike cop, people think motorcycle. No, a bicycle cop <laughs> knocked on the window and pulled me and another car over on a. So that was deeply embarrassing. And when I'm telling him that it was an improperly placed sign, and once I saw the sign, all of my options were actually illegal. That the sign needs to be placed at the mouth of the road. He said these words to 17-year-old Joe: "What are you, some kind of lawyer?" I I came back to myself. I said, "Oh yes." You always lose on the side of the road. Went to court. Court was deeply embarrassing for him. The judge who, I don't know if it matters, but she was a black woman. She was kind of, she was a little spicy. I I told her my case and she, it showed her the pictures. And there was another guy there who got pulled over in the same circumstance. And she was like, is this true for you? And he said, yeah. And then she said, did you say anything to the officer? And I said, Yeah. And she said, what did he say? And I, I said, he asked me if I was some kind of lawyer. So I just said, I'll take the ticket. And you yeah. have to have that kind of demeanor. Don't be a sovereign yeah. citizen dirtbag. <laughs> when, when, you, when you go through Brandon's process, don't be the dirtbag. You see the videos. Well, first off, the videos, the videos are, are placed there to specifically and exclusively uh, uh, destroy and mitigate that of which we are actually doing. OK, and it's and it's hilarious and depressing because all, all we're doing, all we're doing is it comes and it's just like painful for me. to. It's like actually makes my head like feel, you know, oh, you disappeared on me. Where are you at? Oh, oh I'm still here. I'm OK. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's 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 a. It comes right out of the United States Code. There are literally 18 USC 112. If someone cares to go a little deeper into this while we're here, you type in 18 space USC space 112 into the internet. And what you're going to see is you're going to see an entire section of laws that cover explicitly people who have already completed these processes and they've 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 converted their um their situation from citizenship to a nationality which are two totally different words people don't realize that uh there are literally entire sections of the united states code that are explicitly and only for us that protect us 
to such a, a wild and extreme level above and beyond your typical citizen. It's unbelievable. Like, for example, where I live, what I drive. If, if, if a police officer pulls me over and I don't have the MCO, to be totally honest, I'm working on that. So, but let's say I had the MCO, right? And I hand the officer the MCO and the passport. If, 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 if the officer were to, you know, and I was being, you know, kind and understanding and I wasn't being a complete fucking asshole, right? Uh, and the officer decided he wanted to impound my vehicle, steal my vehicle, do something with me, et cetera. I could, I could go after the officer's personal assets. I could garnish his wages. I could start taking his cars, his home, his property, any assets that he has, I can start taking it all through through actions that are actually prejudicial. I don't even need a court's approval. I can take away everything from the officer. I can leave him homeless and his entire family on the street without any approval from any court, any judge, anything. And the reason why is because I've done now, obviously, when you get into a position of that much power, you 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 need to use it correctly. It doesn't mean that just because some officer pulled me over, now I'm going to go and leave him homeless on the street. No, it means that you, you, you explain yourself to the officer. You offer to educate the officer, maybe uh, off, off the clock. You are kind. You are understanding of the fact that he has a different perception than you do. Uh, you understand that chances are he's just doing, he's just trying his best to do his job as best as he can the true percentage of, of, of officers, in my opinion, that are truly horrible is very low. If, but if, if after all of that, you, your, your rights are still destroyed, you're still trampled upon, you're still this, you, you can crush their entire existence. Okay. But having that much power and having that much ability and knowing all of this information so well, it 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 makes you very humble, okay? So your your sovereign citizen types, the people who don't have any information, they when they're when they're barking and they're fucking crazy and this and that, like like what you don't understand, what people don't get, is that you have a police officer, okay? He's making forty or fifty thousand dollars a year, okay? Not very much, okay? And he's standing outside of this vehicle, with the window rolled almost all the way up. With this guy who, you know, most people who fit these kind of categories, they own and carry or they're, they're, they're no stranger to firearms. OK, they're really not. Period. OK, whether it's a state national, whether it's a self-proclaimed sovereign citizen, whether it's these are like, generally speaking, probably 90 percent of the time they are uh, uh, gun toting individuals that have used their, their firearms before they know how to load. Cop. They're they're Cop. like a Ron Swanson figure. To some degree, they they they're they're no stranger to firearms. So you have a guy, he's freaking out, he's getting more and more and more irritable, he's completely losing it in his car. You can't see what's behind the fucking guy. He's moving around. God knows what he's fucking doing. He's got a fucking center console right here. He could reach down in here in between the seat and this middle console. There's a lot of guys who there's a lot of things they see on the internet where they have like little magnets underneath the car. You can reach down. They have it now where you can cock the pistol with your hand before you pull it off the magnet. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a highly volatile situation. And I just think that if the people who are in the car were to actually take a moment and breathe, 
and think from the, the, the standpoint and the position of the police officer, they would realize that this police officer is nervous and doesn't want to fucking die on the side of the road. And, uh, they just don't, they don't think with any of this. And I think it's a miracle that more police officers who are confronted with these people somehow do get the situation under control rather than just opening fire on these individuals. I hate to say it because I, I, it's, it's such a high tension situation. You, you, you know, the guy, besides talking about a lot of this stuff, you know, he's angry, extremely angry. And you know, he probably has firearms. It's not a, it's not a, a, it's, 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 it's a f- absolutely frightening situation. And, and so I, I try to see both sides of the spectrum. I try to understand what the person in the car is going through. And I try to understand what the police officer is going through. Okay. And, and, and I feel like when you, when you increase your understanding and you increase your, your comprehension of the situation on both sides of the spectrum, it's very, very simple. You get your MCO and you carry it. You get your passport and you carry it. You, you, at that point, you'd be very kind and understanding and you can tell the officer, look, you know, I, my, my, my name in all capital letters is trademarked. Okay. So they legally can't even put it on their little tickets. Okay. And if they do, it, it, it doesn't even do anything. It's actually, it's actually a, a, a securities violation. It's a, it's a federal securities violation to put my name on a ticket. Okay. Now the police officer doesn't know that. Okay. But if the police officer puts my name on a ticket, once it hits the courts, all I do is just write them a little letter saying this is a securities violation. It just disappears. There's like 8 million different ways to get a ticket to disappear. Literally. I'm not kidding. Like 8 million. If you just let them give you the ticket, there's like 800 different ways you can sign the ticket that just immediately instantaneously take the ticket just disappears and vanishes as if it never even existed in the first place. It's so easy. It's so easy. Okay. The problem is, is that again, you don't really have a full standing in law. You don't really have a full standing outside the jurisdiction of any police officer, unless you have the passport and the MCO. And even in the fucking state national movement, only a very, very, very small percentage of people even know that. So like a fraction of 1% of all the people that are driving around actually totally realize the information that I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. If I had, uh, if I was operating in commerce, I would have two cars. I would have one car for non-commerce and I'd have one car for commerce. And I would drive, when I drive the commerce car, I would have the certificate of title. I would have a license plate. I would have a registration and I would have a driver's license and it would all be perfect. I'd have all my papers in order. I'd have everything would be brand new. The the registration would be up to date. Everything is perfect, right? And then outside the system, when I drive my my non-commerce vehicle, I ideally, which I don't have one yet, I'm working on it, would have an MCO and a passport. And I would never, ever, 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 ever operate that automobile within commerce. I would never drive it for money or drive people for money or do anything along those lines. Now, when you do that, you are operating within the law, both in the system and out of the system. Okay. There's nothing to argue about. There's nothing to fight about. It's very, very simple. And and you know what? If I asked a police officer 
about laws and about legal situations, what would he tell me? It's not my job to educate you about the law. Yep. Or he'd say, I'm not a lawyer. Same thing, vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Same thing, vice yeah. versa. If I hand you a copy of my MCO and I hand you my passport and you say, what the fuck is this? It's not yeah. my job to educate Ooh, you on non-commerce travel. It's that's not good. my job. Yeah. It's not my job. And it's not like you can say it in many different ways. It's not, it's not my job. <laughs> you could do that. Or you could say, look, officer, if, if I asked you how the law works, what would you tell me? I'd tell you to go fuck yourself or I'm not a lawyer. Exactly. So yep. I'm not going to explain to you the law on the side of the road. Call your superiors. Call whatever. I'm not going to freak out. I'll chill here. I understand. You don't understand what I just gave you. Not my problem. I gave it to you. I, I am more than happy to just sit here. You go and figure it out. You do your thing. Don't keep me here for like an hour, please. But like, take your time, call your peeps, do your thing. And then you'll see this is all fine. And then we'll, we'll just continue on our day. And there's not going to be any issues here. Okay. Well, the follow-up question is what, if anything, and I, I tell people, cause I do a lot of conversations with like leftists and like BLM types. Officer, what, if anything, could I say to you to convince you that what I'm telling you is true? Because the answer is nothing. There's nothing. If you were an attorney and if you were a state national citizenship versus, you know, national <laughs> national citizen. No, that's not even a national statesman. I don't know. If you were that type of attorney, they still wouldn't take your word for it on the side of the road. Yeah. Because the academy training is, I, I, I knew I had trouble when I was at the Central Virginia Criminal Justice Academy. I had so many debates with the teachers, the professors they brought in. Um, literally, they told me this as, as a young man. They said, when you've done the job longer, you'll feel differently. You'll understand after you've been out on the road or whatever about Fourth Amendment violations, First Amendment violations. Um, I'll, I'll just violations every way from here to Sunday. Um and they were just like, oh, you'll feel differently when you're older. And I'm like, no. But the mantra is, as the as the officer, as the government representative in the situation, you win all the arguments out in public, and the subject has the opportunity to defeat you in court and really to defeat the state in court. Yeah. That's like, the if there were a, a mantra of law enforcement training, yeah. it's you win on the side of the road no matter what. And it's your discretion if you decide to just let them go or say, oh, okay, cool, you're a state national, have a good day. Yeah, and truthfully, I, I've had a, I've had so many different reports of of people going to the courtroom, and, and the police officers are completely honest. They say exactly what they said. They say exactly what they heard in court, even if it's to their detriment. I, I've never, ever, ever had a report, and I've had so many reports, I can't even count, of a police officer going into court and then swearing under oath something completely false. Not once have I ever heard that. So the, the thing is, is it's, 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 you know, when you have these special passports and stuff, what happens is the, the officer can't uh, process it through the, the state uh, thing. They have to call a federal center, right, or whatever. I don't really know exactly how this works. It's, again, it's a lot of reports. I haven't been pulled over ironically, which is insane because I drive like 120 in the carpool lane all day long. But uh, uh, it's it's a a they call it in and it just says, you know, do not attain. Let this guy go. Whatever. Right now, technically speaking, even when the officer runs your passport and it says, do not attain, let this guy go. And I've had 
many, many, many reports of they, they say the exact same thing, which is almost kind of strange. It's thank you, Mr. or Mrs. Last name, comma. There's a little bit of a, of a space there. Have a nice day. And they hand it back and then they let the person go. It's always the exact all over the country. It's the same exact yeah. sentence right now. You've not heard the explanation of that. No. Oh, I know what that is. What is that? That's the so there are different verbiages like the way that you tell someone you're going to search the legs. You don't say spread your legs. There, there are verbiages for things. Uh, it's the assumption is that the person is a diplomat. Um, the assumption is the person is a diplomat or they work for the CIA and you you issue your line exactly the same. And and you're done. Oh, it's a diplomatic thing, because because yeah. when you when you when you dig through the USC very, very heavily, you find out that state nationals are considered foreign diplomats. That yeah. is the actual definition of what we are in the USC. If you don't want to get fired or have a complaint launched against you, that's all that you can say. OK, uh, well, that's yeah. interesting because every single person that I've had reports from that follow what I teach in my course, they all have all the officers tell them that exact same line. So that's that makes sense because we are by their definition. We are we are foreign diplomats, not by my definition, by their definition. OK, now. Now, it's interesting. It gets a little more complicated technically. Now, no officers know any of this information whatsoever. Even with the passport and even with the do not detain and even with all of these diplomatic and foreign diplomatic, if you don't have the MCO, the officer can still take your vehicle. They can search your vehicle. They can take your vehicle. They can open your vehicle. They can do whatever the flying fuck to some degree, whatever the flying fuck they want. Now, officers don't know this. And the public don't know this. Nobody knows this. Okay. Uh, thankfully, every single report I've ever had, the officer just lets the person go. Okay. But the officers don't realize that if the guy's being a real fucking cocksucker and you give him a fucking passport and he doesn't have an MCO, you can technically speaking still take his property. Technically. Okay. I'm not saying that to try to empower police officers to do that. I'm saying that because that's the fucking truth. Okay. I don't care. I'm not trying to take sides in anything that I do. All of my information is completely non-biased, right? It's either the truth or it's not as per the United States code, as per the UCC. I don't give a fuck. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and say that someone who has a passport that's correctly filled out and doesn't have an MCO is, is good to go because they're not period. And if that empowers police officers to do horrible things, then then so be it. I don't care. Because the thing is, is that I'm only interested in, in what the actual factual situation is given the factual information. The factual information is that you have to have both elements to truly be entirely outside of the jurisdiction of the police. Okay. I don't recommend that someone get into an altercation with police, even if they have an MCO and a passport, because let's say, for example, you are going, you're getting attacked or you're being treated very badly. Or let's say you have a situation where you do need to litigate or file some sort of commercial lien or something like that on somebody else uh, because of something completely different, right? The only way you can collect on commercial liens and a lot of this stuff is through the sheriff's office. Okay. If you make the sheriff's office your enemy, yeah. 
Who in the flying fuck is going to enforce anything you're doing? Nobody. And then any of these guys who are who are actually 20 year veterans in this field and they freak out and they get upset because the sheriff's office isn't responding to whatever they're sending them. Well, yeah, you dumb fuck, because over the past 20 years, you've you've done all these things to to vilify and destroy your relationship with the only fucking people that can help you uh, enforce the things of which you have learned and you have applied correctly. You're a fucking idiot. Okay. So, you know, if, if I were to get pulled over and I were to have an altercation on the side of the road and I really, really, really wanted to, to win, you know, you want to get someone from the sheriff's office. You want to get a deputy or a sheriff involved as quickly as possible. And, and you want to explain the situation as calmly as possible. Ideally, you already have a relationship with your sheriff. Uh, and if you don't, even in my course, I do recommend going down to the sheriff's office and, you know, what do you guys need? And maybe they want to do a, a drive or an educational type function and you can get involved with the, I, I haven't done any of this and full disclosure, I work mainly on educational materials, but uh, you know, your, your relationship with your sheriff will determine your ability to uh, control and handle all of these different areas. Okay. So, so, uh, you know, again, like I am, I am just hardcore by the book law. Okay. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't get emotional. I try not to, I don't take sides. I don't do shame. Shit. Same. Okay. It annoys my wife. Well, yeah. it used to annoy my wife. She's on board now, you know, after COVID and stuff, she's like, Oh, okay. I see why we need guys like you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, if you want, if you want things to change, you just change the rules. But, but really truthfully, when you actually read the rules and you really read how all this stuff works, uh, I could have a problem in my home where someone is disturbing my home, whether it be a police officer or anybody else. And I can go after them with commercial liens for 50 to $100,000 per occurrence. And if done properly, the sheriff's office will back me up. Now, if, if a police officer comes to my home and I explain and I'm very, very, you know, whatever, and, and we can't come to an agreement and some things go down, you can you can you can you can you can do a notice of lien or a notice of commercial lien or you can do like multiple steps that lead up to you coming and taking the officer's home and personal property right but a lot of people who learn this stuff they want to go out guns blazing and take everyone's shit and just fucking destroy everybody okay now the fastest way to wind up a lot of sovereign citizen type people, they get called uh paper terrorists. Okay. And that's another term that's come up. Okay. <laughs> now, 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 no, 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 no. There is some truth to this. Again, I try to take sides. Okay. There is some truth in this paper terrorists are state nationals or sovereign citizen type people who they learn about the power of commercial liens and liens, and they just start going after everybody. I mean, you so much as even talk to this guy, and he's coming after you now with a commercial lien. Okay. Now, now these guys who do this, they wind up in jail. Okay. They do wind up getting arrested because they, they cause so much disruption and they're so fucking hostile and they, they don't have any tact and they just, they're, they're on this, this extremely violent, vengeful, uh, uh, focus. Okay. And, and I don't care 
who you are or what you're doing, that's not going to work out well for you, no matter what you're doing in any area of your life, whether it's with women, whether it's with your friends, whether it's at work, whether it's with the police, it doesn't fucking matter. You, you, you're, you're, you're not dealing with law anymore. You're dealing with something higher than law, which is the nature of us as human beings trying to survive and trying to be correct and right in a world that is fucking insane. And that's the part that upsets me because these people who do this give the people who are, are trying to learn and are trying to do this the correct way and the proper way. And, and in a way that is, is calm and correct and has linear graduating scale in terms of how we do these things. And it's more understandable and it fits within the confines of what law really is all about, which is to settle disputes and, and to manage these things and to create uh, a justice, the definition of justice, right? If, if, if you go in there and you do all the stuff and you're mouthing off and you're shooting off and you're doing all this stuff, you, you kind of ruin, you're, you're ruining this path for all the rest of us that aren't trying to be psychotic retards. And, and, and that's where this whole sovereign citizen thing has been born out of. And I remember one time, this is really interesting. I saw a police issue training manual specifically for sovereign citizens and bless their heart. Whoever wrote this thing on the very front page, they had a definition on the lower right of what a sovereign citizen was. And the definition of a sovereign citizen was someone who is filed as a U.S. citizen, but they're basically behaving as though there's something else or whatever. And honestly, that's that's really not untrue because the thing is, is that to, to convert your status from a citizen to a national, there's actually a process behind it. And a lot of the people who who, who do these crazy things and behave this way, they haven't done that process. So technically, yeah. they're still filed as a citizen, right? Yeah. If you're filed as a citizen, but you're behaving as a national, I'm sorry. That isn't going to work, you know? So... You know, it's it's a the, the law is the law, period. And and the thing is, is that if you're angry because the law says a certain thing, then I'm I'm sorry. But but the chances of you being successful in, in an emotional temper tantrum isn't very high. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyways. That's kind of, I mean, I can talk about this all day, but anyways, it's, 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 no one is talking about the fact that there are laws, there are statutes, there are exact processes. They tell you exactly how to do all this. The MCO thing you're not going to find anywhere. Okay. That's the truth. But, but the, the state national processes, the citizenship processes, the nationality processes, the diplomatic immunity, all of that stuff is in black and white. People do it all. I, I know, I know a handful of state nationals I could name. One of them approached me basically because he, he wanted to tell me, Hey, if you don't know about this, this is something you need to do as kind of when my public profile is just like a little baby public profile. And he, the attitude, it, there's a different attitude that you get from people kind of evangelizing for sovereign citizenship. Um, he was like, hey, can I take you to lunch? Can I take you to coffee? And it was really just a, 
an educational informative type thing. He wasn't selling anything. He was making himself available as a resource, but he was like, you're going to, he was like, if you're going to do it, the first serious step is you're going to have to research this stuff. That's kind of just proven that you're, you got what it takes. Uh, yeah. Um, but no, this is, this is real because they're always hater. You probably run into them all the time. This is a real thing with real people who are um, existing in the appropriate legal space outside of yes. your commerce law. And yes, yeah, that's all this is. And if you if you doubt it, the easiest way I've, I've tried to I've tried to bring people to the reality by getting them to see like, well, hey, there's this common law practice and you kind of you're actually operating in this whole different school of law and getting them to see that it's not quite a matrix thing. It's not that powerful, but it's a softer landing like, yeah. oh, oh, this is this is like a whole different system. And I'm like, yes. And you can actually be prosecuted and sued in this practice or yeah. this one. And you just the common thing is over here. Um, and then there's the same thing for yourself as an entity. But yeah. I don't know why people we're not making you do it. We're just saying it's a thing. It's a very uh, uh, ethics and justice and morals and, and courts and all this stuff. It's 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 th there is so much betrayal in this world. There is so much um, force that people have gone fairly psychotic on this. I mean, most of human beings on this planet are basically essentially psychotic on this particular subject okay and and it's 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 probably a subject that's that's probably has as much psychosis on this planet as sex does it's probably the only mm -hmm. thing that you're going to find that comes close to the psychosis level of of sex okay now that's okay and i understand that but you a person has to has to grab hold of themselves and they have to 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 just take a deep breath and realize that a lot of this information some of some of this information you can find pretty easily and some of the information you cannot the mco thing you can't find information about this absolutely fucking anywhere okay i am talking about it there's very few people talking about it okay the you go on the dmv website now that i've explained some of this to you if you go onto your manufacturers for your for your your automobile, Ford or Chevy or Kia, go on their website, look up manufacturer certificate of origin, start reading about it. Go onto the Department of Motor Vehicles website, start reading about the manufacturer certificate of origin, look up what a picture of one looks like. Now that I've explained this to you and I've sort of like tipped you off on how it works, now when you read about it, you'll be able to see through the extremely vague way in which they talk about it. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And you'll go, Holy fuck. This is, this is exactly what Brandon is talking about. Okay. <laughs> but if you haven't already been kind of like tipped off to it, you, you won't put the pieces together really that easily because they just say like, Oh, an MCO is just this thing that goes to the DMV when you purchase a vehicle, they don't say anything more about it. It's just like, well, oh, that's that's what not, happens. The MCO just goes to the DMV and then the DMV yeah, has it's not it. important at all, just like all of the other government documents that you 
that the sole custodian is the federal government in some capacity. That's exactly. your tip number one. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's like, okay, why is it that they must have this? Like, no matter what. Exactly. Exists, now you're fucking they talking. They must see? have it. Yes. That's called a clue, folks. And that's why I love in your, um, in the thing that you sent me, um, oh, I can't find it. Uh, you had some reference to the Matrix, and I love the book Like a Splinter in Your Mind, which goes through some of the philosophy in the Matrix, because that's what you're planting. You're planting not a seed, but a splinter in people's brains yes. and their brains that's yes. going to irritate the crud out of them. So, and perfect barrier to entry, too. Go to the vehicle, your vehicle that you quote own, and go check it out. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that it, it's a it's, guys. It doesn't get easier than that. Yep. And the thing is, is that people want to own their vehicle and they want to own their property and property is the exact same thing. A warranty deed or a guarantor deed is not a deed to your property. The only way you can get full ownership over your property. Same thing as a car. It's a different process. It's called a land patent. OK, so a warranty deed or a guarantor deed, when you start clearing up these words in the legal dictionary and you start digging, it's the same exact thing. It's a copy of the deed that proves that someone else holds the deed. Your county holds your actual deed. OK, that's why you pay property taxes. Property taxes is your rent that you pay to the county, which holds the actual title to your property. When you do a yep. land patent, you properly remove all of that control and all of that interest in the property from the county. When you do that, you no longer have to pay property taxes. And, and the, the thing that's the biggest mindfuck about all this, it's all voluntary. The way that the law is structured and the way that the government and the state views all this information is it's all voluntary. You sent us documentation that, well, you know, this you sent us the, the MCO. Automatic. It's yeah, the you, automatic yeah. process that you're born a citizen, not a state national. Yeah. Which and, surprise, guys, they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So the whole the whole system is, quote, voluntary, right? No one forced yeah. you to send the MCO into the DMV. No one forced you to, uh, you know, you know, once you got your warranty deed, no one, you know, this. And that. that's why it's so funny because some people are like, oh, they'll never let us do any of this stuff and get free of the system. Well, the thing is, is that they they will. And the reason why is because the only thing that allows them to call this whole fucked system a voluntary system is that open door policy where they let you get your land patents, they let you get your MCO to some degree or another, because as soon as they don't anymore, now we really do have a tyranny. So it's their like one little back door that they leave open. And that's how they, they can say voluntary. They can say non tyranny. They can say all these things. And technically speaking, it's true. Do you mind if we go like two, three minutes over? No, we can go as long as you want. I'll go an hour later. Okay, okay. Because I, I, I've not tried filling out the paperwork, and what I've heard is, and is this true of your your clients, students, um, yourself, that the only card that they have, because exactly what you said is exactly what was presented to me. It's a voluntary thing, so you're actually just making affirmative statements. Hey, this is what I wish to have done. Which legally is this is what I need you like. You are doing this now. Do it. 
do yeah, they try so, and slow you down procedurally or send forms back because there's a typo or whatever? Like, do they try any of those games? Absolutely not. And and the only way you're going to get that, and I've dug into this quite heavily for the people who have reported back to me on this, and I and I rip into them like a fucking animal, it's because they're fucking assholes. Okay? Assholes and, and fuck you. I'm changing my status. Go fuck yourself. Blah, 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 blah. You're you're the one who's creating the enemy on the other side of the equation. They're mm -hmm. not the one creating the hostility. You are because okay? the person processing the paperwork could probably care less. They don't give the slightest flying yeah. fuck under the sun, moon, and stars. Okay, so so what you what what people need to understand is that they 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 you have someone who's like I'm going to become a state national. Okay, and then they start filling out this paperwork and they're thinking in their head because they're whatever they just don't understand. They're under this false delusion that the person who's going to be processing their paperwork has an intention, a voluntary, willful intention to keep them inside of a slavery system. Mm -hmm. And th there couldn't be anything farther from the truth. They don't give the slightest flying fuck. They're going to clock in and clock out. They are going to look at some papers. They don't want to get arrested. They don't want to fuck up their job. They don't want to get fired and they don't want to get in trouble. That's it. They don't give a flying fuck about your stupid paperwork. They could care less. Okay. It's, it's true. Having been a government worker, that is exactly true. So, so the thing <laughs> is, is that if you just don't create a motherfucking enemy on the other side of the equation, you won't have an enemy on the other side of the equation. It's that fucking simple. Okay. Literally. Now, every once in a great while, I'll meet someone who has terrible luck. And, and they have terrible luck in other areas of their life too, ironically mm -hmm. enough, they are kindly submitting in their paperwork and someone does something crazy, just like everything else they do in their life all the time because they are a weird spiritual fucking whatever weird thing that they have going on that causes them to have terrible luck in every area of their life. They have some issues, okay? Besides that, your typical person does not have any issues and these all these paperwork and all this stuff and everything we're talking about slide right through man no no problems no question no nothing no difficulties it's so fucking easy they get everything certified even the irs nothing no just you know okay you know that's not super easy everything's so simple because the thing is is that what this all comes down to and, and this is where things are going to start getting really interesting in this conversation, which we can go farther if you want. The definition of the term United States in the United States Code and in the Uniform Commercial Code is the district. Of, it, it's inside of the District of Columbia. So United mm -hmm. States is inside the District of Columbia. And that comes from 28 USC 3002. Subsection 15, definition A, it says United States is defined as a federal corporation. And then you have UCC 9-307, subsection H, which states that the location of the United States is in the District of Columbia. They don't tell you and where. This is, this is United. This is the corporation, which, again, this is true. I... I knew this is a true fact before we met. Guys, this is true. This is a fact. You can look it up for yourself. I'm giving you the exact areas. Yeah. I'm going to go over it again. So you have 28 USC 3002, 
subsection 15 definition A, and you have UCC 9-307 subsection H, okay? And you can pause the video. You can go look these up on the internet. You just type type in the, the, the literal thing I just told you, 28 space USC space 3002. And then yeah. you scroll down to subsection 15, look at definition A. You type UCC 9-307, hit enter, pull it up, go down to subsection H, read it for yourself, okay? Now, so U.S. or United States means the District of Columbia, or it means even more technically in the District of Columbia. It doesn't tell you where. It just tells you it's in the District of Columbia. Where? Who knows? But it's only and exclusively inside of the District of Columbia. It's in okay? Joe Biden's garage. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a private corporate element. It's not really what you think it is when you hear the word United States. Okay. Now, U.S. citizen means someone who has willfully, openly communicated to the fact that they are a resident of or live inside of United States, which is the corporate element that is inside of the District of Columbia. So whenever you say you're a U.S. citizen on your driver's license, on your tax forms, on your marriage certificate, on your anything, what you're saying legally when you sign those documents, especially under penalty of perjury, holy fuck, I live in the corporate the corporate element known as United States, which as per UCC 9-07H is located physically in the district of Columbia. You are saying you live in the district of Columbia. So you sign your driver's license saying that you live in the district of Columbia. You sign your passport saying that you live in the district of Columbia. You sign your bank documentation stating that you live in the district of Columbia because you sign bank documentation stating that you're a U.S. person which when you define that, it means U.S. citizen, which means you live in the District of Columbia. You sign your voter registration stating that you live in the District of Columbia. You sign your marriage certificate stating that you live in the District of Columbia. Uh, so then you go into court and you say, I don't live in the District of Columbia. And they say, whoa there, buddy. You signed five different documents under penalty of perjury stating that you do live in the District of Columbia. So which is it? You're fucked either way. So which jail sentence do you want? so a state, i lived there no just kidding yeah so a state national is someone who is stating over and over and over again it's so simple i don't live in the district of columbia i live in the original legal landmass known as texas wyoming california whatever right the 14th Amendment is what split these two things in half. You can choose. You can voluntarily choose. Do you want to be underneath the corporate structure, which is the Washington, D.C. structure, which is the District of Columbia structure, which is the United States structure, which is the U.S. citizen? Or do you want to be a state national, which is that you live in the actual original state? Now, it gets a little bit more complicated. And this is where they get this is where people get really mad. OK, and I understand why. So state of California, when you see the word S capitalized or when you see state of California in all capital letters, <laughs> that is a private for-profit corporation that's 
owned and controlled by United States, and it's a subcorporation of United States. The physical location of state of California is in Washington, D.C. So when you say I am a resident of state of California in all capital letters, again, what you're stating on that document is that you live in Washington, D.C. You don't you're not you're not has nothing to do with California. Absolutely nothing to do with California. Okay. So people go out and they sign voter registration. Voter registration said that they live in Washington, D.C. When that cop pulls you over on the freeway, the highway patrolman, his jurisdiction is only for people who live in Washington, D.C. You've signed six different documents that state you live in Washington, D.C. You have a certificate of title that shows that the state owns your vehicle and you hand the cop a driver's license, which proves that you essentially live in Washington, D.C. and you're operating under commerce. And then you think to yourself, oh, I'll just say I don't uh, I don't agree or I don't contract or whatever the sovereign citizen people play, say. And then it's like, bro, you got four different documents you signed under penalty of perjury that state that you live in Washington, D.C. You got two more that you signed that, that state that you live in Washington, D.C. that weren't necessarily under penalty of perjury, but you still signed them. You got a driver's license that you signed under penalty of perjury that you live in Washington, D.C. to get, and you signed under penalty of perjury that you have a, a commercial automobile that you're driving for commercial purposes, plus you have a fucking certificate of title that isn't the original title for the vehicle, and you're paying money to rent the vehicle from your state for commerce-related purposes. And you think you have rights. You think you don't have jurisdiction. You think that you own your automobile. You are so far from the truth. It's absolutely unbelievable. So the thing is, is that it is a voluntary system. You can get an MCO. You can change your status from a citizen to a national. You can file documentation. You can get your passport straightened out and use a passport for non-commerce purposes. You can do all of these things. You can get yourself up to a level where you voluntarily exit the system and set yourself up on a voluntary basis where you aren't in the system anymore. They don't have jurisdiction. So there is truth in a lot of what these sovereign citizen type or whoever else is saying. The problem is, is that there's an actual process, and, and most of it, frankly, is educational, to get yourself from where you are now to actually being able to do that. Okay. That's the missing element. That is the missing part. You don't just start saying shit. There's actually, you, 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 you've signed all these documents. You never asked anybody what a U.S. citizen was. You assumed what it was, which is death. Okay. Now you have to go back through and, and, and understand, wow, holy shit. I signed all these documents. I had no idea what the flying fuck I was signing. I have to go back and clean up all these things now because now that I know what I was signing and yes, you were being tricked. Yes, yes, yes. Fine. Okay, great. Well, people are trying to trick you all the time. Almost every salesperson you meet is trying to trick you. Okay. Your wife's trying to trick you. Okay. So depending on who you are. Okay. Not so my wife. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying like you can get pissed and freak out and want revenge and all this kind of shit, but I don't, I don't, I don't preach that. I preach clear up the definitions of the words clear up the terms, understand some of the basic ideas of law and the structure of law, fill out your documentation, which they will willingly accept without any fucking problems. And then, and then that's it. You're done. And then just operate outside of the system. 
you can operate kind of in the system too. So I, I, there's a lot of guys who are like, oh, you can only operate outside the system. You shouldn't go in the system at all. That's dumb. I'm more like you can operate in the system and out of the system at the same time. And I teach you how to do that. And you can kind of jockey back and forth and you can do kind of whatever you want either way. That's how I do it. Okay. I think that's the most uh, sensible thing to do because we do live in a world where, where 99.99% of people are in the system. I think operating exclusively and only outside the system all the time is slightly unrealistic at this particular point in time. Um, so, so I teach both sides of the equation. Okay. You can operate in commerce and you can operate outside of commerce. You can operate in the de facto corporate world and you can operate in the de jure non-corporate world of law. You can, you can operate in both and they kind of come together at certain points. Okay. And you can sort of have full control and be kind of like a puppeteer of, of, of all of it if you if you learn it well enough and when you hit that level it's amazing the amount of power that you have because you can you can have police officers just stripped of everything they owned and fired and left on the side of the street with their entire family and and that is a um when you hit that level it, it's a, it's a level where um you 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 don't you're not I mean, what is there to be mad about? It's like it's like going to a, a, a kindergarten with a bunch of children playing around at recess and you feel very threatened by these children and you have to go and punch these children in the head. They're, they're not much of a threat at that point. So why would you, you, your emotional reaction to something that isn't a threat by your own perception is very different. It's a very different position to be in because they're just they're just no longer threatening to you, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I got one last question. It's the most important one here. Yeah. Is your logo like a buff pickle? <laughs> what? What is going like with like a wrestling outfit on? So so go to my bio. You'll see what it is. Go to my bio. My stupid uh, bio. Top left, my stupid bio in the oh. very upper part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I deeply regret this. I, I deeply regret going to the bio. That that was a mistake. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, if this doesn't excite you about the program, <laughs> then I don't. I don't know what does. <laughs> what will. So all through my course, I exp I explain over and over again. Like if you don't understand this, then then head down to the farmers market and get a nice cucumber and jam it right up your ass because I don't give a fuck, right? Mm -hmm. So so people were going through the course and they loved the cucumber references. I referenced other things too, like circus seals and there's some other things that I referenced that I like to reference, right? But the cucumber thing really really was a huge fan favorite. So, so many people started telling me about the cucumber and, Oh, I was laughing so hard. And I'm like, and then people started sending me, I get cucumber this and cucumber that, and people send me cucumber gifts and cucumber. It's like my whole brand is just cucumbers now. Right. So I, I transformed my logo into a cucumber that's wearing a mankini because the mankini photo was huge in my fan base. So my fans were basically the people who essentially were the ones who created and, and I, I was able to kind of birth my logo based off of what my fans enjoyed. Right. And then the girl in the background looking over with her shades down, 
that was just something I added as I thought that was just kind of clever, but I have multiple logos, but all of them are all, if you go, um, go to uh, fan art and submissions, the link on the top left, this is where things get interesting. I have a lot of girls who send me all sorts of things and feet pics. And if you scroll down on that, on that page, just a little bit, this is another one of my logos right here. So I have, I have three logos total that I, that I have. And, uh, that's the one with with me essentially personified as a pickle or or a cucumber hanging out on this hammock and drinking an iced tea with my thumb up so it's a uh it's all fan fan based a lot of it's just born out of all the people who you know and you scroll down and you see tons and tons of success stories and girls sending me pictures <laughs> oh gosh all sorts of stuff I, so. I don't even want to know about these cucumbers <laughs> Here's here's the thing with the tribe though. Like the tribe has to name themselves. I still, you know, I say I'm an uncloseted conservative or, you know, uncloseted army or whatever. The tribe has to name themselves. My tribe has a shows uh, you know, it it's a I don't talk about the size of the show much, but it's a very large podcast. It's I I've ranked 12 in news worldwide of rank wow. 35 in politics worldwide. Wow. Me, by myself. That. Well, okay, not by myself. I have a lot of people that help. Uh Casey, Casey Gates and Lisa and Charlie Street and Demis. You guys helped make the show what it is you truly did over the last two years. And Michelle Swinnick and uh Steve Stearns. But anyway, um, but the tribe, it's a big tribe. Over I I'm I'm at like 112,000 followers. Uh, but uh, I had across... no idea. That's amazing. But they've not named themselves. You guys still haven't named yourselves. I can't do it. Like we can't. Like the like the cucumber thing. We're your, calling you your out. Tribe did that. Oh, you... th okay. That that top. If you go back real quick, that top picture of that weird pickle thing with the spear. Literally, a fan made that entire thing from scratch. I. It was like a. a he's like a, a graphic designer, and he's like, "Hey, I made this." And I wanted to give it to you. And if you scroll, you don't need to scroll down. But it, if you look at all the different pictures and stuff, people make me art and all this stuff. And that that first one there, someone sent me that. Someone made that for me. All these are all <laughs> just made by the tribe, right? So they love the pickle so much and the cucumber. They love that shit so much that I was like, fuck it. You guys, you guys have spoken and I have listened. And boom, the whole damn brand just became pickles and cucumbers and that's the whole thing now we use the we use the cucumber emoji for everything basically and we i have a whole merch line that has cucumbers and if you scroll all the way down to the very very bottom of any of the pages you, you probably would have to do it with the actual thing because it's going to take forever to actually scroll that way if you go down to the very bottom in the yellow in the middle it has a secret menu and then it has the store if you click on that these are all the different items that I sell. I sell a, a cum towel, a fanny pack, uh, crop top, <laughs> oh mug, right? Pity, pity donation, right? And if you click on, if you click on, like if you go up to coffee mug and you click on it, the, the funniest thing is the, uh, the description. Go up to the, those are the, yeah. So I have bikinis and everything. Go to the mug on the, on the, on the right in the center. Go down a little bit right there. The uh -huh. mug, click on that. So the descriptions are absolutely hysterical. R read the description out because it's this, this. This is I love this. This is like makes me laugh. 
Oh, you want me to read the description? Yeah, I'll read it. Uh, I want you to read it for your coffee audience. Coffee mug. We all know those days when you're about one hour into the work into work and you would love nothing more than to put your shiny 45 in your mouth and pull the trigger. <laughs> Don't fret. I got you, boy. <laughs> oh, man. It gets better. It gets Dude, better. This mic is so fucking badass that people don't even or people won't even notice that your cup is full of about 18% coffee and 20 82% whiskey secretly you and i will know that the ratio of coffee to whiskey is just right <laughs> i need to do better with my uh with my descriptions after reading this so all my descriptions are all written by me and they're all goofy and crazy like this and uh i just have a lot of fun so I get a lot of my inspiration. I get a lot of everything that I do, even my merch line, everything, a lot of it's born out of the fan base. So um, I, I love it. I really, really enjoy the, the fan related. They send me all sorts of things. And then the thing that's really interesting about my fan base is whenever I send out an email newsletter, which I do maybe once or twice a month, I always started off with some really, really horrible thing that i say about them like you infected cum dumpster or something like that right and then i have the whole thing and at the very bottom of the email it says as always go fuck yourself brandon right and so i get all these responses and all these emails from all these people like hey you fucking dumb piece of shit i just wanted to say blah 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 or like hey go fuck yourself that's never so there's this whole like the cucumber thing is really big but then this kind of like super hilarious super like horrible name calling type thing is like a big huge element of of my my fan base and my brand and stuff like that so we have a lot of fun uh it's oh, I it's can't. i want to get the pop-up to come up again um oh the pop-up <laughs> yeah it's a 30 second timer so if you stay on the, the site for 30 seconds it'll pop up but uh yeah, I, I uh, the yeah, I remember way back when I first looked at your site. Like I when the, when it popped up, I was like, "That's that's pretty good." <laughs> uh, yeah, and I just the whole thing is just based off of you know, it's based off of just this kind of fun, goofy, not taking myself very seriously. You know, people are so upset about everything that's going on and everything like that. I was like, you know what? Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you write all of these everything every single this word is, every single period every single i hope you find this pop-up terribly annoying you've been loitering on my site for more than 30 seconds let me infect your email box with trash and bacteria my contract killer course will shred your feeble mind sign up now and then i love my privacy policy which is i'll probably sell off your email oh, yeah. for sex or drugs <laughs> If you give it to me. So keep that in mind when you're signing. I have a few different when I privacy policies. On your site, um, this was a while back. I don't know if you still have this campaign going, but it said like uh it was like sign up for my email list or don't. I don't freaking care. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that I think it's if you click too. on if you click on send me a fucking message on the top right, I believe that's what it says. Uh what makes you think I want to hear from you? <laughs> rules for form submission you're gonna like this wow. <laughs> wow start off with the compliment if you're a sexy girl prepare to send a cute photo 
if you're trying to pay me, I might not accept your credit or debit. Uh, card just says, or out of spite, realize I hate you. And if you've never signed up for a free contract killer course, then by submitting this form, you will be signed up against your will. That's funny. And then it has your stupid your name. stupid message. Your, your stupid, stupid message. name, yeah. Your stupid email that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, this is too much fun. I uh, <laughs> it's, it's 530 here, so I got to go. No problem. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having Family. me on the show. I appreciate uh, that. Well, actually, I, I wanted to talk to you about one more thing. Green sure, room. sure. Uh, definitely. But guys, this is the show. Plenty of information. Like, share, subscribe. We're pushing podcast big. So open up that podcast app on your phone. Search for The Joe Mobley Show. And make sure you're subscribed while you're there. Rate and review the show. If you leave a five-star review and tell me, don't just sing my praises. Tell me something interesting, something you learned, something you came away with from this episode. You'll get put in this month's drawing to win a free book. Maybe autographed, maybe not. Depends on the books. Um, I think at this point, I am out of the Ben Carson books. So you guys might, might be getting something else. We got Knowles books autographed and Shapiro's and then. Plenty of others. Uh, anyway, Brandon Joe Williams, one stupidfuck.com is the website. Dude, you, you got to come back on because we really just, you know. Oh, I would love to. Hey, here. if you you got one hundred and twelve thousand, my God, if you if you if you get a lot of feedback from your audience and you guys put together some questions or something like that, I would love to come back and and answer your your uh, your peeps questions in, in vast detail. See that, guys? He really does care. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Despite what his yeah. website says. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, do it. Send those questions in. Ask at djmobileshow.com, where I, I don't sell your data, but I could and make a lot of money. But I don't. <laughs> For sex and drugs. God <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.